Hello everyone and welcome to Sober Gay Podcast, the podcast that gives you a front row seat to inspiring stories of people who have found freedom and joy in living an alcohol-free life. Hosted by myself, join us each week as we have fun and engaging conversations with everyday people about their journey to sobriety. From the challenges to the triumphs, come get inspired and learn about the amazing lives of those living a sober life. I really hope you enjoy listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this episode. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Sober Gay Podcast with me, Sean. So today, my guest is Devon. Hello. Hi, Sean. Thank you for I having just, me. It's all right. I just wanted to say I absolutely love your name, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's such a nice name. I feel like it's like it's out and this might sound weird but it's I feel like it's like a really like happy name <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it I'll take you it know I, do you know I've, many, many people have said lots of things about my name and um, that's the first time I've heard that <laughs> and also I love having a northern voice on the on the podcast so northern oh, yeah I hate I just, my accent really I yeah. just love the northern accent like I lived in Leeds for like five years and I just love the like the accent so it's so it whenever I like hear it I just like feel like like it's like all warm and fuzzy and stuff. <laughs> oh well I'm glad to bring a bit of joy to your evening <laughs> <laughs> well if you want to just start with like letting the listeners know a little bit about yourself um yeah yeah so my name's Devon as uh, Sean's just said I am a mom to two incredibly amazing children, oh. and I am eighty days sober. <gasps> um, thank you. Yeah, so at the minute, I'm just on a bit of a a healing journey, really, with it. Yeah. Um, and I'm in that what I like to call a cocoon phase of life, where I feel like I'm rediscovering myself. As I'm sure you'll be able to relate to on new things that I like who I am now as a person because when I was in the rut of binge drinking and things it wasn't very pretty yeah um so I'm trying to obviously um better myself now self-improvement and working on just my overall like mental and physical health Mm. that is my main focus at the minute so I don't really want to sit here and be like I'm interested in a b and c and I do this because I think I'm just kind of coming into it, into who I need to be. Yeah. And also, like, the first, I don't know about you, but, like, obviously you're still in the the first 100 days and stuff. I feel like that is kind of, like, the, personally, the most, like, toughest time because you're still getting used to, like, the new normal of, like, like, maybe used to, like, going to places and not having a bev or, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's still that, like new like phase of like okay I've got like a good number of days under my belt but it's like it's still kind of like oh all this like new stuff that you're doing for the first time is that it how you're is. yeah it is and and do you know it, it has been some of that that mm-hmm. was a challenge I'd say right at the beginning yeah however for me personally it's been more the learning the internal learning yeah of why I drank so they say when you stop drinking you learn why you drank yeah for me that was a really big thing to learn um of what I needed to work on within myself if that makes sense Mm. so I feel like 
my personal challenges in these early days have been discovering um, what I think was being masked a lot by drink. That's been a challenge for me more than the actual going out. I'm quite comfortable with going out and I've been really lucky where I've gone out and I haven't had that feeling for I want a drink or feeling like I can't do the things that I did do anyway. Yeah. I'm a big lover of music. I am a social butterfly. I like mm. meeting new people. That's something that's just not changed. Yeah. Um, but for me, like I said, it's the now learning to cope with life without the drinking things that's yes. been the biggest task. And that's amazing that you've like not like stopped yourself from doing those things that you like just because you're not going to drink. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. Good- still carrying on doing that and it's like yeah that's such a good thing to like take from it as well because it's like I'm still doing what I was doing before but just like not drinking yeah and it is and I think as well the fact that I have two kids <laughs> I very much need to get out of the house I sometimes and, and be Devon as well as mom um, yeah. so that has helped and when you have that big responsibility in life as well Mm. you want to show them you know you set in an example you want to show them that we can still live and we can yeah. still have a great life yeah and then you you touched a little bit about like your whys and that is such a like when some when someone came on the podcast and they 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 kind of they told me their whys and now it made me think like you just said like what was what was my whys and stuff yeah if you're like comfortable like talking about it like what was your like whys of like yeah, yeah if you wanted if you want of to course so this is something I've actually not spoken about mm. um other than the people that are very close to me yeah so I actually started developing an allergy to alcohol oh really and um yeah it was actually really scary because I was in that role of being a serious binge drinker yeah other things as well when you go out partying mm-hmm. um and it was really starting to impact my life in a really detrimental way mm. um and I started having these really bad reactions when I drink and I mean like scary bad reactions and really? at first I thought this is weird um I thought it's just it, it's a coincidence that I've had a drink you know I think you're in denial a bit because I didn't want to stop drinking yeah I'd tried previously to stop quite a few times and mm-hmm. failed miserably um always went back to it and every time I went back to it it got even you know the situations would become worse yeah and when this happened the final time because that's how bad I think my addiction was that and I didn't even want to admit it was I was having these really bad health effects from alcohol and mm. I was still going back to it the third time it happened that was like very very scary yeah. and I took it as somebody somewhere is sending me a lifeline Mm. and I can't mess that up. Yeah. And it's awful because when you say that you're allergic to alcohol, people think, oh, well, it must be really simple for you because you can't drink. Mm. And it's not the case. I still sometimes, I do have them cravings. You know, hard day at work, hard day with the kids. I come home, I want to pour a glass of wine. And... Sometimes I have to really, really toy with myself. The differences with me is if I did relapse now, it would be dangerous. Mm. But I just tell myself that somewhere, I don't know what everybody believes in, but I really like to believe in a higher power. I'm quite a spiritual person. I was given a lifeline by the universe and it said, 
we're going to make sure that you can't drink because mm-hmm. you, you're absolutely messing your own life up. And at first I just took it as this is a great opportunity and I'm not going to mess it up. And so far I haven't, I did it, like I said, I did it at the beginning. I was yeah. not coming to terms with it, but now I have. Yeah. Yeah. So now- I was kind of forced into not drinking, but it's been the best thing I think that's happened to me. Yeah, and in a way, like, you didn't want that to happen, but, like, these signs from the universe that you you mentioned is kind of a blessing in disguise because now you feel like you can live your life so much, like, fuller. It yeah. sounds like, is that what it's kind of, like, you're describing? Definitely, yeah, it was definitely a blessing in disguise. And a part of me deep down did want to stop because I've tried so many times. Mm. Um. But I just never thought that I could because every time I did, I'd failed. I mean, years ago, I'd even been to see um, a drink and drugs counsellor. You know, yeah. it was it was getting pretty heavy and always seemed to, I'd do stints and I'd always fall back into it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas this time, I just feel like the, the pennies, not only is the penny dropped, it's, well, it's that metaphor, but in a physical form. Yeah. You know, somebody's gone, this is what we're doing. And I feel like it has been a massive blessing in disguise because if not, my life was pretty much in turmoil. Yeah. I think I'd have messed a lot of things up. And it just makes everything so, when you're in that, like, headspace, you don't realise that, like, not drinking and, like, the party stuff is, like, an, not an option to, like, not do. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, like, weird to think, like, now on the other side when you stop that stuff, and it's like, oh my God, like I can still do that and still have a good time. And like, yeah. why did I not know that was like a thing before? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, and this has been the, my favourite bit to it, I think, is I had that exact mental attitude of I'm nothing without alcohol or I'm no fun without alcohol. Mm. I've got no social life without it. How can I possibly go out and let my hair down and be yeah. this fun person? And to be fair, when I look back, I was far from a fun person. I was a mess. I was completely embarrassing myself. I'd wake up with that guilt, that shame, that anxiety the day after. I don't get any of that now. And I go out and not only am I doing the things that I did before, I'm also doing things that I'd have never have done. Yeah. So like I'm going to, I'm making a point of actually going to see the music I like rather than just ending up in some random bar and dancing, you know, I'm choosing where I want to go. Yeah. and you know new experiences like um I did the Flamingo AF in Manchester oh did last you? month yeah that was something I've wanted to do for ages wait and I think I was there I didn't he was he was there yeah oh my god I should have come and said I, I didn't like see you <laughs> oh no don't be honest don't be that it was very new to me um and I was a bit nervous yeah at did first. you go on was, your own oh no um so I, I actually dragged my husband with me <laughs> oh I love that they're so good with the stuff that yeah. they do, aren't they? And I loved it. And as soon as I got there, I thought, this is exactly what I've been wanting to do in my life and just never yeah. give myself this chance or this opportunity. Mm. And it's like, it's so good that you've got that kind of t- personality to just fuck it and just still do it, even if you yeah. don't. Like, some people might shy away from doing that. But, like, if you enjoy doing it and, like, going out socialising, going for a boogie, like, do it. Even You can still have a good time. Yeah. And I think as well, one thing that worried me was the, like I said, the social aspect, because I love, mm. I am a social butterfly. And I was really worried that other people were going to find me boring. Yeah. I don't know why I think that, because I've got a really good support network around me and I've got really, I'm really lucky like that. I've got good friends. 
And I think you've just got to say to people, please don't not invite me. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so that yeah. Point, actually, because yeah, I've not had experience of people not inviting me. I don't think. No, what, I haven't. Not had, that I know it of. Was a but... worry. So yeah, I that was one of your worries. Yeah, and like now, even if it's just like a small family get together, I'll turn up with you know my non-alcoholic gin. Yeah, and I feel like I'm involved. I'm still having a laugh, mm. and I don't want people to think like they've got to avoid certain situations or change their way of doing things I just you you kind of want everything to stay normal yeah but in a more healthy way with mm-hmm. that bit of support and understanding definitely and I want to touch on like like being like a mother as well I just I I don't have experience obviously I don't have kids but I can imagine I don't know what your like work situation is but like if you have like weekends off and stuff I bet now that you don't drink and you're not hungover and like dying like you've got like so much more time to like be like present and stuff I can imagine being like a mum that has drank before and stopped while being a mum and not drinking now I bet that is such a like being like oh my god like such a good thing to do (laughs) yeah it has it's been amazing because I'm doing so much more stuff as I know I keep saying it but more stuff that I wouldn't normally do and the kids are getting involved now so like we went and watched um it was like a local big band thing of loads of different bands and it was a it was like a day thing and I took the kids with me yeah and they were loving it they were in the crowd they were dancing I were dancing and I thought what great memories for them to have yeah because I've always been one of them I've never drank around my kids yeah um so I I would never have took them to anything like that if I'd have known I'd have been drinking yeah yeah and it's nice now because I'm kind of I'm involving them in things it's brought us closer together I mean, we were really close anyway. I've got a really healthy and good relationship with my kids, but I feel like this has just been the icing on the cake that we needed. However, I did struggle at first because, like I say, you learn a lot about yourself when you go into sobriety. Yeah. And I had that really bad mom guilt of, like, you. I had spent a lot of weekends, you know, it gets to Friday Friday, and it's like, I'm, I'm going out for a few hours. Mm. Um, but when I say go out, I do nothing by halves. So yeah. if I say I'm going to do something, it's always over the top. It's always extravagant. <laughs> and <laughs> I just had this really bad guilt of, I felt like I'd just missed out on so much with him. Mm. Because, you know, the next day you, you, you're not yourself. You're anxious as hell. So you yeah. divide certain places, certain situations. And I think, you know, from a child's point of view as well, seeing a parent hungover, you try and mask it, it you try and mask it and, hide them from it but they must pick up on things mm. so it's just I don't know I think the whole journey of sobriety sobriety just makes you completely reevaluate your own reality yeah and it makes you like look back at um at like the times that you did drink and stuff like that but like I always feel like also it's quite good to like point out that like like you still sometimes you w- you would still have fun sometimes when you used to drink and I don't want to like like look back and like like look at it as like all bad because it wasn't do you know what I mean yeah and like I want to try and think of it like okay like even with your like mum girl and stuff now like but now you've changed it and now you've like changed the narrative so now you've got like all this time ahead of you with the kids that you feel like you're like present and stuff and now like I feel quite similar in the sense of like oh I regret some of the things and like I feel guilty for some of the things I did but I'm like 
but I kind of like had fun but now I'm like looking forward to like the new sober life do you know does that make yeah, sense yeah I think I needed to hear that because I have been on that guilt train quite a lot, but I think you do as a parent, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Yeah. You, you, no matter what you do, you get that mom guilt from it. But yeah, looking back, I have some of the best memories that yeah. I would not, I would not, you know, swap for anything. Yeah. But I think you do have to get to that point where you say, especially for me, because of the circumstances why I've got sober, yeah. I've had to really look back and say, was it that great? And my circumstance is it it wasn't. It was becoming it would it, it was becoming dangerous. Yeah. But when I go back to, you know, being really young, before I even had kids, and you'd you'd start going out with your friends and yeah. partying or even some of the festivals I've been to, yeah, they were good and I had a great time. But it just got to the point where, like I said, I'd just go over the top with everything. I was just overdoing it and it would yeah. become really detrimental but if I look way back yeah I had a I had a great time I know exactly what you mean like the the kind of like 16 to 18 I swear I feel like alcohol didn't even like touch me like yeah. I was fine the next day I was like it wasn't even a thing <laughs> yeah and then you hit 30 and you go right I need like two weeks <laughs> yeah or it's kind of just like just more there's more stress there's other things to you're thinking about like I don't know personally for me there was like party drugs that were involved so it was yeah. just like, I just it it just escalated from not drinking in a park with my friends at 16 years old it was like going too far and just like getting fu- it was yeah. not fun anymore so it's like it's just yeah. part of life isn't it and realizing that like enough is enough sometimes it is and I think we do need to be a bit kind with ourselves as well because we're in a country that has very very big binge drinking culture yeah and the drugs that get passed about now when you're out it's almost I I don't want to sound like um I don't even know what the word is that I'm trying to use but you know I'm not judging anybody and I'd I'd never tell anybody how to live but it's almost with the drugs that get passed about now a bit of an, an epidemic. It's so normalized. Yeah. And that's I don't remember that point of because when I were younger, that never happened, or was I just blind to it? I don't know. But I feel like in the past few years, the cocaine side of things, um, on top of drinking has just become so normalized. Yeah. Um, that if you don't do it when you drink people are like why oh it's just passed about like like a cigarette yeah nobody questions it it's so addictive mm. it you know it it ruins lives it's got massive physical um, it's expensive <laughs> very very expensive and i do not have a clue how i actually ever afforded that like yeah. it's, it's just mad yeah and it's one of those things that has become normalized and it's like what do you it's yeah mad like if you would have said to me 10 years ago Devin you'll be taking this whilst drinking I'd have been mortified yeah I was one of them I'll never touch drugs I'll never do you know you do you've I think you've got a bit of a moral code yeah and then it starts creeping in but I don't like I don't know your personal experience but mm. I don't remember that flip from just being a bit of a party girl to then having to go and get a bag every night out. Yeah. Or everybody I mean, else doing it. Yeah. When did that happen? I feel, like it just, I, I feel like it just escalated for me, really, from, like, uni. 
I got introduced to like the party drugs but then like after I left uni like it was just like a normal thing to like if I did go on like a big night I would just order a bag and then it's like oh god like why why because I knew that like that was that my main reason was stop drinking was because it was a gateway to that yeah I didn't want that like I I don't see myself as an alcoholic or anything like that I just saw myself more of as a binge drinker but the reason why I stopped is because of like the choices I made if I was like yeah. doing the party drugs and stuff and I just hated that so I just knew that I had to not drink because I'm not going to pick up a bag if I'm not going to if I'm no drinking. and this is it, it's <laughs> it yeah this is it and then I think sometimes as well it gets to the point where you then can't drink without doing that yeah and when I, you've fallen in over that line I think that's when you need to reevaluate what you yeah. like you did yeah but not many people have that yeah wake up call. It can be hard and then you can just get into a cycle. But I'm glad that I stopped when I did because I don't know, it just it just gets a bit boring feeling shit for like four days. Like what's yeah. the point? <laughs> Do you know now the thought of feeling like that gives me the worst anxiety? I know. It's weird that like last night I had a I had a dream of drinking and sometimes I get these dreams and I'm like, why do and they're so vivid and real and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, like your subconscious is actually <laughs> torturing you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much for like opening up and like talking. Cause I, I know that like a lot of people talk about or, like drinking on here, but um, like the party drugs was like the main reason as well for my journey that like I stopped yeah. drinking. So it's good to talk to someone about that. Um, but um, yeah. So we've spoken about like the reasons why you let go of alcohol. Um, but like maybe let's talk a little bit about like more like your benefits of like stopping drinking and um what's happened that you've loved in the past 80 days 80 days oh god the world there's been a lot one thing as um I, I know I keep saying it but just my own personal journey of mm-hmm. I feel like I'm awake and yeah. even though I'm a spiritual person I hate that term awakening and I just don't <laughs> like putting labels on things but I do I just feel like I've been in this big blur for the past two three years mm-hmm. and I finally woke up and I'm completely seeing life Mm. clearly and I'm experiencing it fully which yeah. I love um but I've yeah I've, so I've been doing all sorts I've got back into my yoga oh, which nice. I didn't think I'd do yeah started getting back into that um I've done loads of things and gigs sober with the kids the Flamingo AF that was brilliant oh yeah yeah love that we've done loads of local bands um like cocktail nights well mocktail nights um, just I don't know life's kind of not changed drastically it's just got more fun and I didn't think I'd say that it's really weird I've, the money I've saved like I'm actually going out and treating myself love that I'm yeah shopping till, till I'm dropping and I'm not feeling guilty about it <laughs> <laughs> I'm just enjoy. I'm trying to just enjoy the simple things in life yeah and it like, sounds like you've oh, got yeah. more like t- like what you've just said then like it just sounds like you've got more time for other like things definitely so I'd go out on a Friday that was like my thing was a Friday yeah maybe top up on a Saturday night very rarely because I cannot do hangovers yeah and then when Monday comes and you've got to come go to work it's like well I've lost two three days on all my responsibilities the housework just normal life stuff so you spend the first half of the week getting over your own anxiety you know your own guilt Mm. catching up on what you've missed over weekend and then before you know it it's the next weekend yeah 
and I just I can't get made around that because now I've got all this time and yeah what was I doing I know I like to I we're recording this at like what like Saturday evenings well half half what time is it now like half five yeah half five I'm like oh I've had a lovely day today and I'm gonna have a whole evening and then we've got a day off tomorrow how stunning is that yeah (laughs) and it is no I totally agree and it's mad because I was thinking that um, when you said Saturday evening, I thought I'd never think that I'd be recording a podcast with someone on a, on a Saturday <laughs> evening. I used to have uh, my own podcast years ago. Oh, love that. And I only ever used to record during the week. I'd only yeah. ever do things like that during the week. Yeah. And now I'm fitting all these things into a weekend. <laughs> yeah. <and> it's like, <laughs> just mind blown. <laughs> and it's Saturday oh. evening. I've actually come to my mum's tonight because we are going to go out um, and have nice. a mocktail and celebrate the 80 days because I think you should celebrate yourself and it's not something that I've done much of celebrating myself. You should celebrate yourself. Uh, yeah, everybody should. Um, And are you excited about... Uh, also, do you know, one of my friends the other week said to me, he doesn't use like the word mocktail and I don't I was like why do you not use the word mocktail and he was like because I don't like the beginning bit when it says mock because it's like mocking it and I was like oh my god that is such a good point so since then I've like just started saying cocktails now because I'm like I'm still having a cocktail yeah do you know I've never actually even thought of that because when I have a gin I I just say I'm having a gin and it obviously it's a non-alcoholic gin but yeah um are you excited for your first like sober Christmas because I just love loved mine last year um I'm a bit I am a bit anxious I think yeah but we are doing Christmas day very differently this year in fact we're doing the whole of Christmas very different this year Mm -hmm. um so I feel like that's a good thing because yeah um I'm not going to expect the same as every other year yeah. Um, I mean, I struggle with Christmas anyway, if I'm honest. I find it a really stressful time. Yeah. So I sound like a bit of a bar, you know, a bar humbug. I do <clears> love Christmas. It's just stressful. I've got two kids. There's pre- yeah. too much pressure on us now. It's just um, I just want to chill out, if I'm honest. I've got no desire to go and do all the Christmas stuff. Yeah. I just want, I just want to get my Christmas pyjamas on. What, watch the Grinch. Chill out. And eat all the chocolate. Oh, I love that. I um, can't wait for all the chocolate. Yeah. Um. So if you had, if someone was listening and was like, oh, I want to start like maybe like reevaluating my relationship with alcohol. Like if you had like a tip, what would like your tip be? I know that it's like a, everyone's relationship is different. So this question is quite broad, but yeah. So somebody that's considering. Yeah. Or like, so yeah, someone that's like wanting to like stop drinking. What would be your tip? Just go really easy on yourself. Um, I think you've got to set yourself really small goals. Mm. We stop drinking. I used to do this. I'd stop drinking and think it's like I'd be waiting for life to get better. Yeah. Because we are like me and you now, we're sat here talking and saying, you know, we're still enjoying life. It's we've realized that you can still go and do the things that you used to do, if not more, and get that enjoyment out of it. But when I'd stopped drinking previously, it was like I was waiting for life to happen. Mm. And you can't, you've you've got to put yourself out there still. And I know that's really difficult, especially when you're new to being confident sober. It can seem really daunting. Mm. But just make sure you've got a good support network around you. 
And I mean, we're in a time now where we're really fortunate with social media. There's so many groups out there of people that don't drink. So if you do need to maybe change your circle of friends for a bit, you can. And But get yourself out there. You've got to start enjoying life and yeah, figure yeah. out what you love. There was a really good analogy that I saw not that long ago, and I loved it. So they had, um, say, take a hamster is what they said. And if you put it in a cage with just really healthy drinking water and um, the uh, other water laced with alcohol mm. and nothing else in the cage, the hamster will always just drink the alcohol straight away out of the bottle until the point of where it, it dies, mm. which like, blew my mind because I was like, goes against, you know, instincts of survival. Yeah. You then take it out of the cage and do that again, but put it in another cage full of other hamsters, wheels, stuff to keep it occupied. It will always go for the water. Mm. Because it's noticed that there's more to life than just the yeah. alcohol it was gaining in the first cage. So you've got to take yourself out of what you knew to be your normal and try and find a bit more of a life. Yeah. And like branch out and like still carry on doing the things that you love. Yeah, you've just got to live. You've just got to live and go easy on yourself. Set yourself small goals. Yeah, that's so true because it can be like daunting, I guess, like going to places if you just used to like just like having a drink and things, but it you, you'll just have that confidence if you do it. Yeah, just go. And Worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to feel a bit uncomfortable and you'll go home, but you've gone. And then yeah. you can reevaluate and think, well, maybe that won't for me. Yeah, but I might find something else that I like. And the first times of things are always a little bit more like awkward. And then when you do it the second time, like it always just gets easier, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it really does. But I think for myself as well, I started drinking from quite a young age. So mm. all I'd kind of ever known was alcohol to have fun. Yeah. I didn't really ever give myself an opportunity to see a different side to life. Mm. Even holidays, festivals, um, we used to have like kayaking weekends. You can guarantee there'd always be alcohol involved. Yeah. So for me, it was a big thing of learning to live without alcohol. But you've yeah. just got to understand that you can still have that great enjoyment. Yeah. It's just, it's mad that like, it's just we've been brought up in the world where it's just like so normal. It's like yeah. just so normal, isn't it? It is. It's completely normalised. And you don't realise how normalised it is until you're out of that situation. So normalised, yeah. And then you see it from like a different lens, don't you? Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's crazy so if you um would like describe your new sober life in one word what would the word be oh you've got me there so <laughs> one word yeah you can use three words if you want <laughs> amazing just amazing yeah it's it amazing. amazing and I just love the way that you kind of like talk about it because you I love the way that you're kind of I feel like you're similar to me maybe I don't know I don't know you really well but like glass half full kind of person like seeing things in like a positive yeah. way and like just getting on and just doing it and just like yeah like enjoying life of like and just carrying on doing it like you've just mentioned as well yeah and I think you've got to and it, it I don't want to sit here either though and be like that it, it's easy to be like that like what you're saying me and you being the yeah. glass half full that's something that you've got to work on and it's something that I have been honest with as well in my sobriety mm. um so I have really struggled recently with um well, so 
I'm just going to say it. My granddad passed away a few weeks ago. And for me, that was a massive learning curve in my sobriety of you learning um, how to deal with these life events that you'd have once dealt with with alcohol. So now you're dealing with it sober. And if I'm honest, I did hit a really, really dark place Mm -hmm. um, of... You know, you just you're grieving, you're going through these really difficult, hard emotions. And for the first time in my adult life, I had to really allow myself to feel them fully without yeah. masking them. And yeah. I knew that I was struggling. So I reached out and I, I self-referred for therapy. Really? And the reason why I'm sharing this is because for those that hit a dark point in the sobriety or even in life and just think I'm really struggling now to flip it around and see that glass half full. Mm-hmm. There's always something that you can do. There's, yeah. You can reach out. You can, um, if you feel like you got to that point where you can't help yourself. And I'm normally that person that can pull myself out of a rut. Mm-hmm. Um, I can kick myself up, up the backside when I need to and, and get on with things. And I do think life's amazing and it should be, you know, you should really enjoy it to its full potential. But I understand that it's not that easy for everybody. And yeah. I just want to set that example of, you can reach out. There's always tools and, and things out there for, for people that need it. So if you are one of them that's currently struggling with a sobriety or life at minute in that negative aspect, just literally Google anything, talking therapies, um, yeah. get on Facebook. I mean, I hate Facebook, but if you are on Facebook, there'll be groups there where you can make new friends and you can talk to people. There's always something. Mm. And I think it's just important to know that that even though you, you're not always positive, you can practice it. Yeah, you're not alone. I like the, Thank you so much for sharing that because I think that's going to resonate because like we said earlier, like it's just community, isn't it? There's always going to be, yeah. even if you're not like having a good day, like for example, like what happened to you like a few weeks ago, like that's not like a great situation. You must have felt like so like, low and feeling your full like feelings fully but like there is like light at the end of the tunnel and there is other people that speak to and that is so important for people to remember that because people people probably think that they're alone and you do feel alone sometimes when you feel like that yeah I think you feel alone as well sometimes in sobriety because you've you've gone from having a lifestyle this a certain lifestyle and it completely changes and you you do yeah. have the moments where you'll think back to your your old days and you'll think oh I really enjoyed that and you'll mm. miss it you'll feel lonely it's normal yeah. you've just got to tell yourself it's completely normal and just go with it yeah and also think like you feel lonely that like you're missing out but you're actually not like yeah. as well <laughs> your brain does play tricks on you yeah, that's why I love like the sober community online because it's like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one that's doing this. <laughs> yeah, and that was a massive thing for me because I agree with what you said that community is so important. I think mm-hmm. community in any aspect is important, but especially in sobriety. Yeah, and I had come off all social media in the start of my sobriety. Yeah, and that I think that's when I were a bit like felt a bit lost. Yeah. Um you know I didn't know how to navigate things and then I just I joined TikTok yeah and they're always one of these I'll never be on TikTok and here <laughs> I am and I've met so many amazing people yeah I'd have never have gone to Manchester and gone to a sober event yeah I'd have never wanted to work on myself as much either because you see other people doing it 
Yeah. And it, it does, it pushes you, like, you'll know what it's like on there. Yeah. With the sober community. It's amazing. People really egg you on. People want you to do well. It's so good. Like, even, like, comments that, like, that I leave on people's, like, posts or people leave on, like, everyone else's, it's, like, it's so, like, encouraging because, like, they know the, the situation or, like, that you're in it together and it's, like, yeah. seeing other people live their life, like, the, 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 not the same way as you, but, like, they're not drinking as well, so you've got that yeah. connection. So it's, like, oh, cool. I love and, seeing what yeah. they're doing. <laughs> it's just lovely. And I think for the first time on social media as well, it doesn't feel like you've got anything to prove. Yeah. Like, you know, you'll get the, your Instagram posts and yeah, it's like, it's a bit like a perfect world sometimes, isn't it? And yeah, I feel like you've got to document everything in such a typical way. But I think when you go sober, you just like, do you know what? This is it. And you can be like that because there's no judgment because everybody else is in, in the same situation. Obviously not everybody's situation is different, but we're all experiencing mm. the same feelings and, and internal difficulties, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, oh, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been so nice chatting to you. And thank you for having me. I'm jealous about about your like celebrations. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to get up Yorkshire. Yeah, well, maybe we'll be at another event together soon. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time today, and um, ha- enjoy your night tonight, and congrats on eighty days. Um, yes. You've smashed it and you should be so proud of yourself. And thank oh, you. Oh, so thank you. Um, it's been so nice talking yeah, to you. Yeah, I've enjoyed this. Thank you for having me, Sean. It's been lovely. Oh, well, we'll keep in touch. Um, Definitely. But yeah, have an amazing week, rest of your weekend. We've got you too. left. <laughs> so much time. <laughs> so much time. Okay. Right, you'll take care of yourself. Bye, lovely. Thank Bye. Thank you. Once again, thank you so much for listening. If you want to find me online, I am on Instagram at Sober Gay Podcast. I am also on TikTok under at the Sober Gay underscore. I'll see you next week. <laughs>